welcome back to another episode of the Smart Bourbon Podcast. I'm your host, Perry, and with me this week, wrapping up the spooky season, is um, an image of the Whiskey Mutant. Eric, what are you doing, man? I had to get my costume on. Okay. Um, are you going to turn your camera back on? Because this is a nightmare on Marzipan Street. <laughs> I'm Freddie Minnick. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Let's get these awards going, motherfuckers. I'll see you in my dreams. Your dreams. All oh, the tater dreams. Because I'm coming for you. Bitch. <laughs> gosh the the fact that you've got the little cutout for the goatee as well um dude that's exceptional um wow freddie minnick welcome to the uh (laughs) you know that picture you know that picture he did the for everybody listening to this episode he did the face fred's face (laughs) that he does in that that promotional picture um Wow. Wow. That uh, when did you come up with this idea? Uh right before we left, um <laughs> I was like, god, like cuz so me and April like this is all going to everybody if you were on my uh Instagram or whatever, I, we're dressing up as um Gomez and what's her name for Oh, Morticia, yeah. Morticia for tomorrow Heck for yeah. trick or treating and stuff. But I was like, I got to do something for our Halloween episode, and I was looking around, and I was like, well, "There's Freddy. I could be Freddy Krueger," but I was like, "That's not good enough." <laughs> and I was like, "What else can I do?" And I found, I found in my old whiskey weekend bag, somebody gave me a piece of marzipan candy, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, I could be Freddy Minnick. And I'm, I, I just. It's so, so like, good, dude. To, this thing is so tight on my face. Oh yeah, I mean, you don't you don't have to keep it on much longer. Is Freddy Minnick better or is Fred Krueger? Does well, it have I to? I think it, I think it needs to be Minnick. I think I think you hit it yeah. right the first time. Freddy Freddy Minnick. Yeah, man, that's so good, dude. One, two, Freddy's gonna give an award to you. Three, four, you won't get your bottle no more. <laughs> <laughs> not not All right, in well, San how about Francisco. This? <laughs> <laughs> Freddy versus flippers. <laughs> All right, well, while you're uh, disrobing, I'll go ahead and let people know uh, a couple of things about the, the show. Uh, if you are here for the first time and you have not yet subscribed, please do so, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on the podcast app of choice. Wow. Oh my gosh, it was Eric all along. You were never <laughs> and I really Tom Cruise. If it wouldn't have been for your kids and your stupid dog. <laughs> oh, you're going to keep the shirt on too. I would I'll imagine that's, I was going to say, that's probably one of the warmer parts of oh. the, <laughs> the outfit as well. Uh, but you can also follow us on social media at my bourbon pod and at Whiskey Mutant. You can also check out all of our apparel and merchandise, bourbonshop.threadless.com. 
hot take first alert news you guys not even a hot take you guys are just finding this out uh right now there are two new designs up on <sighs> the shop got inspired by some of the stuff that i studied in college and i figured i uh, i would put it to to good use for some some bourbon shirts uh so go and check out that over there and uh, i took too big of a drink of water before Do i started all. talking but here, here we are. Oh, and also support the show on Patreon, patreon.com slash podcast for as little as a dollar a month, for as little as $5 a month. Bonus content, including uh, this week, the penultimate episode of season three of Pours from the Floor, part one of a two-part season finale. Ooh. Do you know what's crazy about a two-part finale? You got to come back for the sec- second part? It ain't yeah. over till it's over? Yeah, I was trying to Diamonds think are forever. I couldn't think. I was honestly, I was just find, trying to figure out a reason to go. It's going to be really fun totally to go back. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be fun for me to go back and listen to that cuz your your audio cut out in the in the Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so. Also, um I I wanted to say this I uh, to I noticed that our um our YouTube numbers have been kind of weird recently, the views. And I think that happened when I switched over the editing style, uh, for the, the YouTube vi- version of the podcast. So, um, I'm, I'm kind of sorry. I'm sorry that that was how it was for a little while. I'm kind of switching back now to the way that it was before, but still maintaining a little bit of the editing, uh, that I was doing prior. Uh, it's just not going to be as, uh, jumpy. I was, I suppose as Spooky. it was before. But a little spooky, <laughs> little little spooky, a little spooky. He's a little spooky boy over there. He's <laughs> a stinky spooky. All right, now we normally start an episode out with por- uh, no, not pours from the floor, flying blind. <laughs> I d- how many times have I done that, man? Uh, pours from the floor week, on Patreon.com. <clears throat> this week we're doing sips and snacks. Oh yes, we are. We'll repair a thing. We do. Uh, we and Eric, thing. Eric has uh, so graciously blessed me with one of my favorite candy bars. Yes. Which, fun fact, uh, was actually handed out to uh, people during the Great Depression as a meal alternative. It is like a... The more you know. <laughs> it is like a protein bar in a candy, in a mm-hmm. real candy bar form. This mm-hmm. is... The payday bar, and I've mentioned this before, um, but this, if you are listening to this, and it's its like two days after Halloween, and your kids got a bunch of candy and they got a payday, one of, I consider, I think Perry considers it too, one of the best pairings we've ever done. This oh, is the payday this bar one. with the old granddad 114. Mm-hmm. This is a magical pairing. This is a savory and a sweet and a funky thing that just, I mean, it goes to, it, they were made for each other. Trust me. <laughs> this is one of those things, too. Oh, you're just drinking from the bottle. Fantastic. Got one drink left. Oh, oh. There you go. I have to sit back after I have it. You could have told me I have my own bottle of OGD 114. I got another bottle. <laughs> this is just one that was in the basement. I got you. I got you. It's so hard. I got to keep a backup of these. It's Dude, I know. Them. 
I know. For a little oh. while, I was I was jumping back and forth between that, um, rare breed, and there was another one too. I can't remember what it what it was off the top of my head, but they just never lasted long. <laughs> Man, there's just something about the salty nuts on the payday. Yeah, and like that kind of funky beam that you get in this that turns mm-hmm. this thing into just like I don't even know what. How do you describe this? I say something different every time, I think, but. I describe this as a salted caramel, peanut butter, and chocolate cake. Mm. Yes. With actual, like, peanuts decorated on the cake itself. Agreed. Yeah, the chocolate cake part. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's good. Little mm. little bit of uh, uh, marzipan too. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> Dude, no, this is such a good pair. I was, I was when I saw that <laughs> the there was box. a payday in this little box. I was like, I think I know what's happening here. Oh, yes. I think I know. I think I know what I'm coming coming into. Here, <laughs> it's, for it's this the next payoff. episode, it's the money shot. <laughs> Eric, what have you been drinking recently? Oh, what have I been drinking? Let's see. Um, well, just got back from Disney. Um, had a ton of cocktails, um, but I got to have my favorite, the smoked turkey, the Turkey One Hundred and One uh, cocktail that they have at some of the Disney restaurants. Um, I had, um, I took in my little uh, um, travel case thing. I took um, the Oak and Thieves 1792 and the Hogback thing, which were both really good. Um, and then I took some Curly, had a EJ Curly single barrel pour. And then I took some Jack Daniels barrel proof. Uh, sipped on those at the end of each night. Had a little Turkey 101 that... Um, I took with me on uh, the, my secret tips and bits that, you know, I've talked about before. When when you go to Magic Kingdom and you don't have access to adult beverages, yeah. you, 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 you take a little apple juice in with you in your bag <laughs> and you're good to go. Um, and then I also had uh, one of my other, other favorite cocktails at Epcot in uh, the tequila bar. Uh, which they it's called a corn old fashioned, and I've talked about this before, but it's basically like tequila, um, some corn. I think, hold on, I'll tell you. Gotta always take a picture of it so I can talk about it. It is ab abasolo ab abasolo corn whiskey. I don't know if that's right. Casa Noble Reposada Tequila, Lost Irish Whiskey, Nixta Elate Liqueur, and then the kicker on this one um, is Wilderness Trail Rye Whiskey mm-hmm. and Umami Bitters, and they make that in the tequila bar, and it's called a Corn Old Fashioned, so if you ever go to Epcot, definitely get that. It is so good, and I drink it, and then I get on three Caballeros. And I have the greatest day ever. (laughs) (laughs) 
my favorite of all that was your picture of April, and the caption was just Tequila Mama. Oh yeah, that was that was marked. Uh, April was tequilaed out there. So I believe yeah, that that's what I've had. So last night, uh, I got to go visit our dear friends Chad and Sarah at the tail end of their meetup and uh, hang out with some of our our good friends. The Brennickies are there. Uh, Don Nishida was there. Oh, too. I saw Don. I saw Don before I went. You did see Don. Was um, Tony Bag of Donuts. Oh, Tony. Was present. Um, a man that I have now met three times, and each time that I have met him, it's been like the first time because I'm an idiot and I can never remember the fact <laughs> that I've met him. Uh, Drew Bolin, Wu Drew oh. himself, <laughs> which is so Drew. I'm so sorry, man. <laughs> Back for the very first time. And we, I mean, we were literally standing right there and like we'd been carrying on the whole night and I was like, man, I, I've just realized I didn't actually, you know, introduce myself to you. And he was like, I know it's true. We've done this three times already. <laughs> uh, I was like, I'm third so sorry. A, dude. Third time's a charm, yeah. baby. Yeah. But here's the thing. I mean, in my defense, every single time that that's happened, whiskey has been involved. But, and lots of people, probably. Yeah. But now, I, uh, I've i got it. Got so. it. Got it. Sorry, Drew. But oh, there were some pours. Tell us. So there were some Tell pours. Me. Tell me. I got to bring one of them home for you as well. <gasps> I'll tell you about that when I see you on Friday. <laughs> I'm going to make you wait a little bit. Um, Freaking hedging me. It, it's edging, but you keep thinking that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but the selection included, but was not limited to Chad and Sarah's uh, foolproof pick that I love so much. Uh, a oh my goodness, the pictures on my phone just flew far, far away. Uh, a lucky seven pick, which I had never had anything of before. Uh, but it's 14-year-old Barton Juice. It was 119.1 proof. Um, it was a pick from uh, Neat, the bourbon bar. Okay. I don't particularly know where that is. Uh, tried the it. new Old Ezra 7-Year Rye Whiskey. Oh, how's that? Barrel proof. Um, Good, but not particularly memorable. Okay. I would say. Um, but MVP. still... Uh, I would have actually, I don't know. It's 95.5. So maybe, maybe, but, uh, there was also a wild turkey tradition that Don brought, which real nice. Real nice. Gosh, I can't even remember everything. The Eve's blind, uh, Kings County pick that she did, which was fabulous. Um, Couple other turkey bottles, decades, and uh, uh, the twelve-year export, and um, yeah. Oh, I had Malort too. Oh, was that? <laughs> uh, real bad. <laughs> it's really like... bad. It's really, really bad. I'd never had it before. I don't. I don't think I've had it yet. I thought. Did somebody bring it to our meetup? No, somebody brought the Jepson's bourbon, right? To right, it that right, they right. sourced from MGP. Gotcha. But. Yeah, we we had not actually had Malort before. Gotcha. Uh, 
and I think this is what a lot of people, what most people say about it, but there's just nothing redeeming about it <laughs> at all. It's just, it's a bad flavor. It just, it lingers for way too long. I had to have like a bag of skinny pop popcorn and like a full thing of water before it was out of my mouth and, oh. and some barrel proof bourbon <laughs> to singe it off of my taste buds. Uh, but I mean, overall it was pretty, pretty atrocious. So nice. happy to have ripped that bandaid off for the first time happy to mark that one off the list. Eric, I got something I'm going to throw at you right now too. All right. Because, well, it's already, sorry. Do I um, have it? You do. It's the sample, two, two of the three samples that I, I gave over to you. Okay. So there's the one that's got a D on top. The D. That's going to be it. a blind sample. Okay. Uh, and there's one, read me off the labels because I can't remember what I put the you bottle of in. You uh, did Floor pour and a sips and snacks. Floor pour is the one that you're going with, uh, paired with the the blind. Okay. The D is the blind. The floor pour is two XO. Oh. Oh. Mm. Everybody's like, I'm getting my two XO, and I'm like, I'm in Florida. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, I picked up my <laughs> bottle on Thursday. I also picked up some for a bunch of people, and I walked into the store. There were five behind the counter, and I said to the lady at the register, can I get all five of the two XOs? And you could just see the color like drain from her face. She was older, too, and so she realized that she was going to have to carry all five of these bottles over to the, <laughs> the counter. I got my ID out, and she was like, honey, if you are paying this much money... I'm pretty sure you're over 21. Oh, <laughs> well, this is our party drink. Yeah, this is this is our hooch, man. <laughs> oh, well, hopefully. I think the uh, Ernie's was going to have one for me. So I could get one myself. All right. So floor pour is 2XO. 2XO. My and the blind is the one with no label on it, but it's got yeah, it a, D a D on the top of the of the cap. The D. Okay. All right. I poured about half of these samples. Okay. All right. Tell me what to do. What am I doing? What am I doing? Well, I <clears throat> let's let's go blind first. Okay. And then we'll go for the two XO. That smells good. Mm-hmm. That's real nice. Back's itchy. That smells like something a little older. Somehow it, yeah. Somehow. Somehow it does. But this bottle I have had for the past couple of years, and I did not crack it until the other day. Really? Mm hmm. It smells like older, it's kind of turkeyish, but it's got like an older, it's like older cherry pie. Like not old, like bad, like like barrel rickhouse cherry pie. Mm-hmm. Like I'm eating cherry pie in a rickhouse. That's what it smells like. Now I do think that the palate goes a little bit thin. Like I, I think yeah. that you, you anticipate something a lot more viscous. 
based on the nose. Yeah, but I get but a, I get a lot of cherry up front, not a whole lot of finish, and it is kind of thin. Yeah, it's not bad. No, not at all. I mean, um, even even just on the nose alone, it's it's pretty good. I mean, I'm yeah. I'm pretty impressed with it. So. Almost like a like a cherry uh, coffee, like your maybe a little cherry pie and coffee on the palate. Mm-hmm. Not a whole lot of finish though. No. So. And on to the 2XO. Reset here. Now, I did my review of the 2XO this past Thursday on a live stream. Um, I gave it a 13 out of 20. Okay. That was on an initial crack, not having let it set for any, sit, excuse me, for any particular time. Uh, coming back to it, and I came back to it 24 hours after I opened it, uh, it had improved significantly and so it was already coffee cake it was already very good but it just it, it had definitely needed that little bit of oxidi- oxidization Oxi- oxidation oxidation uh tell me oxidation. thank you um starbucks uh coffee cake on the nose very I dark little, i get a little bit of red wine in there too Oh yeah, I can see it being dark. It's definitely something dark. Yeah. Dark and thick. It smells thick, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, for sure. Alright. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, buddy. Hmm. That tastes like Hershey chocolate. And I know this is going to be weird, but Hershey chocolate and Ritz crackers. Yeah. I there can totally is this see that. Kind of crackery, chocolatey thing going on. It's like those um, Dawn sent us some. Um, was it Dawn that sent us the prepackaged yeah. chocolate? Yeah. The the Ritz covered in in chocolate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wonder if I still have any of those. It's savory and sweet. There's. I don't think the finish. The finish doesn't last a long time, but it hangs out a little bit. I get a really savory. The saltiness of the crackers is in the finish. And the sweetness of the chocolate is right up front. And the mid-palate yeah. is definitely bringing it all together. It's like this kind of weedy, chocolatey. I mean, I even get... What is that? It's There's a little bit of fruit in there. It's just... I don't know what kind of fruit. It's just kind of like a sweet... Like a... Like almost like a jam or something like that. Just some kind of like fruit medley, like a something. But Ritz crackers and and chocolate. Man, this is good. I definitely um whatever score I give it, um it's it's definitely a buy. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's good. The blind. Going, going back to the first one too. I mean, it's 
It is also good. It's just not nearly as good. Yeah, it's just that thin. It's just it, it's just not it's not complex enough to like hold up for a little while and give you some different flavors. It's kind of like you know you get your flavors and it's gone. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm. <sighs> Any idea what the first one might be? see you've had this you but you just opened it i just opened it i doubt that you even knew that i had this bottle because it had just been tucked away in my cabinet for so long hmm. Hmm. is this a turkey product it is not a turkey product okay When I go back to it, it smells younger than what I thought. What is this? Is it a beam? It's not beam. It's hmm. weird. I don't know. It's Woodford double oaked. Oh. That's why it's so thin. It's 90 proof. Yeah. 90.4. But who's counting? It's better than what I... It's better than regular Woodford. It's better than the one I had the other day. And it's a heck of a lot better than I remember it being... So how old is this? Not old, it, like how not old, like Woodford old, but how long have you had that? When did you? Um, get it? Probably a couple of years at this point. I would say, I, f- I would say at least three. I feel like the stuff. Maybe it was just me, still being like adventurous, you know, sure, up and coming in my bourbon journey. But you know, you, I feel like I have these thoughts of Woodford being so much better than it is now. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how much of that is just me or if it's actually like maybe some of the stuff four or five years ago was better than <clears throat> it is now. I don't know. But I'm not mad at this. If somebody said, you want some Woodford? And I said, is it double oaked? I'll, and they said, yeah. And it was like this. I would take that. Yeah. So that's that's your comparison because we got a two double oaked products. A double right? oaked. Yeah. So I also had on my live stream last week um i had i had said that i was going to try to find out because on the bottle dixon says that he uses his specific double barreling process his process his process um for for creating this and and you know some places use like a a flash toast or a flash char and you know like or they only use the toast or they only use like a level one char or whatever um so this is my bourbon podcast exclusive exclusive uh dixon said that uh in his his double barreling process liquid comes out of one barrel and goes into another one It's the most Dixon X answer I've ever heard. Yeah, but then the next morning he told me what the exact thing was. <laughs> well, I remember he talked about it a little bit before, and he talked about messing around with the cubes, like like different like 
yeah. barrel cubes and like barrel well, flavors and stuff like that. Or yeah, and he like did that. that for our group that was at um, the Timbit meetup too. They had a tasting yeah. with him beforehand. I, uh, <laughs> but he uh, he this. said that he he uses new charred oak, uh, and he'll but he'll use number three and number four char levels gotcha. in his barrels for the the double barrels. Um, so I mean, it, he's he's not just like throwing something together i mean he's being meticulous about it and you know he's putting time and he's putting effort into the the creation of of this uh this new whiskey and not that he didn't with with kentucky owl either it's right. just that you know now he's got to build his own thing from the ground right. up the phoenix and, blend it's risen right. from the ashes and part of me like this is just me being selfish but part of me wanted to be like oh i hope this is Kentucky Owl all over again, but it's not. But but it's not. It's not. After but, taste, yeah. But and I know that I'm. He doesn't. That's not what he's going for. He's going for two XO. He's going for this double barreled thing that he created on his own. Yeah. So after when I got that thought out of my head, I'm like, man, this is just this is a nice pour that has just enough stuff to sit around and have a conversation about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it's and it's the first blend. It's the first iteration of this product. We're going to see more of it soon. We already know that the, what is it, the Innkeeper's Blend is going to be coming before yeah. too long as well. So we things are happening. I like it. Yeah. I like it a lot. I'd crush that too. But I, I would crush it. And then be uh, mad because I crushed it. Because I would want to have it more. <laughs> um, how much is this? $80? 85 is what I paid 85. for it. 90, okay. $90.09 after tax. I am super happy with that price. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm not upset with it at all. Um, I, I I, and and that, being, that being said, though... I don't know what the age of everything is that actually goes into this. Right, right, right. But at at first glance, I like I like a lot, and I'm yeah. I'm looking forward to what's next. Yeah, and I and I will say too, he said that this next product from him was not going to be three hundred dollars. Right, and he delivered on that. He did, and I know that ninety is still a lot. However. <laughs> Ninety to hundred is a lot of what we're paying anymore for these new blended bourbons. Ninety to hundred is the new fifty. It's not basically. uncommon now. I I, mm-hmm. I think that we do have to adjust our, our. We have to we have to move the field goal yeah. a little bit. And I know that that sucks. I know that you know, as as consumers, <clears throat> excuse me, as bourbon lovers, like I'm getting a little choked up. Um, okay, you okay? Okay, I'm just really passionate about this, man. I'm really passionate <laughs> about market suggested retail retail prices it's just anyway now um i i i know that we should you know try to push for something that we are able to afford or just more affordable in general but the thing is uh this is the way that the market is right now um and (laughs) maybe when inflation levels out it'll be a little better (laughs) you know the economy Anyway, <laughs> mm. um, can 
Can I give this a score? Yeah, go for it, man. Let's see. You I'm gave curious. it a 13, right? I gave it a 13 out of 20. Um, nose, I'm going 3.5. Palette, I'm going a 4. Because freaking Ritz crackers and chocolate is amazing. Um, finish, I wish the finish was a little longer. I'm going to go a 3. Price, I'm giving this a 4 on the price. Because I think... I think Dixon could have easily charged a lot more for this. Sure. Or set that, and people would have paid for it, but he didn't. And I think, like you said, $90 is the new what we normally would used to be $50 or something like yeah. that. So, yeah. Uh, 14.5. I, I, I don't see us as being too far off from each other. Yeah. <laughs> at, at all. Yeah. Um, I think I scored the finish a little bit lower than you did i think i probably i mean the way that everything's lining up i think i gave the the price lower i know i had to give the had to have given the price lower than that but i mean i gave the palette the palette a four yeah i mean it is a very drinkable very approachable Mm -hmm. bourbon uh and one that i i can easily see myself going back for multiple pours of I have no problem with it. Have we read anything or know the bottle count? Like, is this going to be easier to get than... It should at least be easier to get than those Kentucky Owl batches, right? Yeah, I mean, even even just based on on proof. Yeah. What is the proof? Uh, 104. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Well, thanks for sharing that. That made me realize I want to get my own. Yeah, dude. Um, it actually looks like, uh, and this is just according to Kentucky.com, the Herald Leader website, that the uh, MSRP is $100. I don't buy that. I, I think it's got to be, because I mean, I got it at Kroger for 85 Yeah. You know, uh, bu- 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 just to make sure there's no, I like that. That's good. no extra info that I kind of missed out on. Yeah, I, I don't know. No, I don't. I don't see anything immediately. Uh, I did get suggested an article about Buffalo Trace, but we can talk about that later. <laughs> um, Trace. yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm. I knew you were gonna like it. I was just yeah. curious at at what degree. Right. Uh, it was gonna be. I mean, I'm not gonna sit here and like say it's everything's perfect about it because it's definitely i mean 14.5 it's got a little room to go but mm-hmm. for everything that's going on with it i think it's a great score i think it's a great drinker i think yeah. it's good well speaking of buffalo trace too we got the news this week that the antique collection i uh, is seeing the return of george t stag and we got all the proofage and age and everything and i'll just run over that real quick and then uh, another little update on the antique collection as far as Timbips related. Uh, Stag is distilled in spring of 2007. So we're looking at a 15-year-old bourbon, 138.7 proof. Highest it's Ooh. been, I think, in the past like six years. Uh, six or seven, something like that. Uh, William LaRue Weller, spring of 2010, 12 years old, 124.7 proof. Mm-hmm. Thomas H. Handy, spring of 2016, 130.9 proof. 
Eagle Rare 17, Spring of 2005, 101 Proof, and Sazerac 18, Spring 2003 and 2004, 90 Proof. Now, you may notice a <laughs> a lack of enthusiasm uh, in my voice about this year's antique collection, and that is not without uh, reason, I would say. And a lot of that is because we, unfortunately, are not going to be getting samples Boo. of it this year. Uh, we were not notified beforehand, but they changed their system of first come, first serve on samples to they decide who the samples go to. Uh, super, super, super bummed about that. Uh, even more bummed about the fact that this now they're they're shifting to a mainstream media outlet method of of distribution for these samples which i think essentially kind of translates to it's not always going to be bourbon people i look i have danced around i would say my opinion of buffalo trace uh especially over the past few years but what i've i guess what i've not really said on the podcast is that i their their desire to make a profit over the past few years, I think, is much more apparent than uh, their desire to support or or show appreciation to those ha- that have supported them uh, in the past. So, th- yeah, of course, we're still going to talk about Buffalo Trace on the podcast, but uh, I, <clears throat> if if you needed. <laughs> A reason or uh, something in your ear to say, hey, uh, things are not what they used to be with Buffalo Trace. I think that this is a good indication. Um, and I don't mean to I don't mean to whine. I don't mean to complain. I don't mean to sound like uh, my favorite toy got taken away. But uh, this was consistently an episode that you, the listener, loved. It was an episode that we, the creators, loved to record and make and provide for you all and we've we've now lost that so i i i'm 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 probably showing my hand a little bit more than i i need to be uh on this but uh it's it's such a weird oh my gosh excuse me oh a weird dynamic shift from what it was before and um, especially to get our, our knees kicked out uh, <laughs> on the year that, that Stag returns as well. Uh, I was just, it, I don't know. Um, I, I, and I don't fully blame Buffalo Trace. I think a lot of it comes from Sazerac as well. Uh, but at the same time, I, uh, they're... <clears throat> two sides to the same coin yeah so well you know <clears throat> maybe we need to make a a 10-bit nt collection our Dude, own I, I don't even know it would be crazy it would be so wild and all over the place and i'm so here for it i think we should do it yeah. i think we should yeah and you know what? We'll send out samples to somebody, <laughs> too. 
every year, every here's what we'll do every year from here here on out. Because now we don't get the antique collection samples, we will send out the This Is My Bourbon podcast old group of bottles sample kit to uh, one lucky listener. One lucky listener. Probably on the Patreon, but, you know. So every October moving forward. Uh, and you got to stay tuned. Fart for fart collection. There you go. <laughs> The old stinky boys. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Anyway, um, just, oh well. just yeah. a, a, a real, real kick to the nards. It is. I would say. I'll just say that as as a former listener who got to fulfill his dream of reviewing the antique collection last year, it was always now, whether you got to review four fifths. Of the antique collection. You got to review 80% of the antique collection. But what I'm saying is, like you said, it's it's an episode, if you've been listening for a long time, you're like, I mean, because it's, what, three years in a row? Yeah. Three or four years in a row? Yeah. Um, you're like, oh, what are they going to say about the antique collection? Because I, like, I said this in the pregame chats. I said it felt more like a review from, like, just the, the common normal drinker who lucked up into some antique collection like you know what i mean like yeah. we were just sitting there we were hopped and excited just because we got to try this together and we gave it just an honest like cracking open some antique collection and it sucks you don't get to do that and you don't get to hear that um because like you said like you know only certain people will get to now and who knows you know how much you know, they'll be saying it to the truth or if they'll be just saying it to, you know, do whatever. So we're going to get through this. I'm not. Yeah. I mean, I, I, this was the final like thing I needed to do, uh, to get over it. Yeah. It's still going to sting. Yeah. I'm still going to have that feeling of like, it's like watching your ex date somebody new. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like it's always going to kind of be in the in the back of your head. Like I could right? that could have been me right now. <laughs> but but like you we'll get over it. I mean, it's not going to like plague me for forever. Right. And and you know, strength in numbers, I guess. Now you guys the listeners are aware of the situation as well. Um yeah. so sorry Same we're not email. mainstream media enough. Uh, to re- email, so to review the ten bit review of to B-tag. review bourbon samples on a bourbon podcast, um, but hey, thank the, God Joe Rogan's probably going to get some. The only samples that Buffalo thank Trace God, ever man. would send out because they don't send out anything else. Nope, nothing else. The only ones, and they they've now taken that from. Anyway, um, we've Moving also on. got uh, a couple of couple more shakeups uh in the bourbon industry jane bowie and denny potter have announced uh why they actually left maker's mark and it's to open a new distillery Hmm. it's going to be in washington county kentucky uh and will focus on producing whiskey specifically bourbon okay thank god i guess but They're like, um, we're going to open and we're going to make vodka in Kentucky. <laughs> Everybody get ready. It's it's gin time. Uh, but yeah, it's it, it's really exciting. It was nice to finally kind of get an update 
uh, on what they were doing. We were speculating that you know maybe they were going to wind up being uh, the new distillers over at Green River. Uh, that didn't turn that way, but. Uh, the master distiller at Widow Jane, Lisa Wicker, actually left uh, or will leave uh, that company in November, and she's going to be coming back to Kentucky full time. So, so I've seen tons <laughs> of like little conspiracy. She's going to be makers marking. Oh, well, but I went to the source. I went to Pete's Pete. <laughs> oh, Pete. Pete, Pete said, I'm sorry, buddy. Pete said. I don't know what you're talking about. I can't say nothing. I signed one of those NDAs. He first time I had to actually association. I actually had to tell him uh, the reason he says NDA now, but when I first talked to Pete, he was calling it an Inda. Inda. Yeah, that sounds like something Pete would do. Yeah, and so I had to explain to him what it was, and I did not. Pete, shut up. Please, please. Dude, I'm just spitting facts over here. All right. Nothing but the truth. 10 bit for truth 2022. There we go. Um, I, I know that everybody says that she's probably going to Maker's Mark. I would be unsurprised if she actually was going to uh, Green River. Ooh, I like that. I like that take. I mean, they're, they're, still, they're still without a master distiller. You know where she needs to go. Castle and Key. Because they suck. Oh, well. <laughs> Since we're just putting distilleries on blast today. <laughs> You're getting all the blast. It's spooky time. This is the end of spooky time. We're just going all what out. Do you, okay, okay. I am probably putting a knife in my back by asking this question. But you, the listener, the viewer, whatever... How much of that do you want from us? Do you want us to just be straight up like, because I mean, we've got some takes. <laughs> we've got want some us opinions. To burn bridges? We <laughs> do you want to see us go down in flames? <laughs> do you want to see me on the main feed talk about the thing that? Do you want to see you... about me getting threatened by a whiskey producer? Do you want to see memes and? cuts and clips from other people I don't using wanna, our stuff to put I don't on be, I don't want to be that now that I've said it out loud I'm like ah, I take that I take that right back we're not doing we're not doing any of that crap <laughs> we wake up and we're just in the on all the local news and stuff like local podcast says this about Buffalo Trace. But the thing is, like, what what does that matter to the people who are going to be diehard Buffalo Trace supporters? Nothing. Oh, no, nothing. Like, nothing they, at all. They couldn't care less that we got slighted antique collection samples. No. They couldn't. They couldn't care less. So I mean, in, at the end of it all, they could have at least I sent mean, us another coaster for a dude. They could have sent us one of all of them. Now yeah. I've just got this random stag coaster. You could have sent us the, the Thomas Handy coaster. <laughs> Jeez. They could have sent one of them little baby Blantons. Just said, sorry. Sorry we couldn't. Here's a baby Blantons. Anyway, Old Forester's got a new uh, master taster and brand ambassador. It's Melissa Rift, uh, who actually Rift. left a bullet a couple months ago. She was in charge of their barrel program, uh, and now she is oh. essentially taking over uh, for 
<laughs> from the role that Jackie's I can was in. Nice. Uh, big change, but I'll be honest with you, Melissa has the palette and she has the the passion and know how for the brand. Yeah. Um, and I think she's going to do great things with it. Um, I'm very excited to see her uh, her move forward uh, yeah. with this. I'll, I'll be honest with you, though. What I'm not excited to see is uh, more hate speech and bigotry towards uh, Lord. somebody in the, the bourbon industry, bourbon community, uh, who may not think or act or be a part of the same... Uh, general collective that some of us are because she is uh the first openly gay ambassador for brown foreman uh you know brown brown foreman hired the best person for the job they didn't hire a a token candidate right so i I mean if (laughs) if that's what you think then you you know you, you probably need to take a good hard look at the opinions that you you have about this um, it's ridiculous to to say that uh, about Melissa, somebody who I know personally as having a great track record and a great palette and is definitely the best person for this job. 100% the best person for this job. Yeah. So uh, if you want to hear more about our thoughts on that, you can head to last week's Oh uh, yeah, we pre-game did. chats because like, we, we did a we? yeah yeah we did we did a little bit but not on the not oh, on the yeah. main episode. Um, it's a long pregame chat, so it was almost forty five minutes. <laughs> yeah, I uh, we'll talk about a few releases. Kentucky Peerless Absinthe Barrel finished. I am so excited for this. It's a finished rye, non age stated. It looks like it's going to be one ten point seven proof. Don't know the price on it yet, but it should be out uh, at the Peerless Distillery right now very excited for that Michter's 20 year old 2022 release uh, looks to be one fourteen point two proof $1200 bottle (laughs) out next month hey man I mean we could split it and just have it be our Christmas present to each other okay We both have kids, wives, mm-hmm. the bond. We're like, yeah, let's just split a twelve hundred dollar bottle. It's only yeah, sure. six hundred dollars. Sure. Yeah, of course. Um, we'll get a sample of that, right? Yeah, sure we will. <laughs> Sorry that when I brought you onto this podcast, I I guaranteed you samples from big distilleries of exclusive pours <laughs> that we're that's going in my contract it's in your contract and look man if you decide like tomorrow if you wake up and you're like i can't do this anymore because we didn't get antique collection samples you're fr- you're free to leave i totally no understand <laughs> well that's why swan was like you know i can't do this anymore he had an inside he had an inside scoop he didn't tell you he's like i know I, in like almost two. almost two years ago he knew yeah he's like yeah. i'm out uh-huh. i'm out yeah uh, Blue Run Flight Series. It's a blend of straight bourbons, not age stated, and the uh, ABV is going to vary, but it's going to be $120 a bottle. Uh, oh, Lordy, here we go. Um, look, there's six different releases um, Alpine Meadows, Parisian something, Seattle Downpour, Lahana Luau, Washington mm. Apple Orchard, and Marrakesh Market. So. They go all out on releases. They do. They do. Uh, Evan Williams Square Six High Ride. You've probably seen reviews of it by now. We weren't able to go to the 
the press event for it. Uh, I had work that day. Straight rye, non-age stated, 95 proof, 90 bucks a bottle. Um, if it's anything like their bourbon, uh, it's overpriced. <laughs> the Square Six bourbon I'll is just honest. not that good. Huh? Squares. I hate the name. Well, I mean, I, I don't mind the name because it's in reference to the where the Ev, the original Evan Williams Distillery Square was. Six. It so. just sounds like a old new metal band that didn't make it. Yeah. Uh, mash bill of sixty three percent rye, twenty four percent corn, and thirteen percent malted barley, making it the highest rye whiskey Heaven Hill has ever produced. Okay, now I'm interested. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got me. <laughs> Uh, New Riff Maltster T50 Crystal Malt, straight bourbon, six years old, 100 proof, 60 bucks a bottle. Um, I thought you said crystal meth. Yeah, next year's going to be the crystal meth release. (laughs) Blended by... (laughs) The best meth Covington has to offer. Blended by Walter White. um, (laughs) And uh, New Riff Airstook Malted Rye, straight malted rye. Uh, six-year-old, 50% or 100 proof, so it's bottled and bond, just like the last one. 60 bucks a bottle. Uh, I think both of those are already out. I know that Ian was able to get one of each. So I'm sure. I'm sure he just walked in the back door and grabbed I, I was I was hoping that we were going to get samples of these, but I've not heard back about it yet. I'll, I'll... Who's, to, who, who's to say anymore? Who's to say? I don't know. Uh, we did get samples of the new uh, Blackened Wes Henderson uh, blend, yeah. though. Uh, so Rob actually might be on the show before too long. Nice. Yeah. We'll talk about that soon. Uh, Wyoming whiskey, 1872. It's a straight bourbon from Wyoming, nine years old, 116 proof, $400 a bottle. Oh my gosh. 150 bottles exclusive to California, Colorado, Georgia, New York, and Wyoming. It's a blend of 93% weeded and 7% high rye bourbons. Lord have mercy. <sighs> Chicken cock Chanticleer, finished bourbon from Kentucky, non-age stated, uh, 112 proof, $500 a bottle, 6,500 bottles. Uh, the release was last week. 70 percent, 70% corn, 21 rye, 9% percent a lot of chicken cocks. Yeah. Uh, Old Bones, 10-year reserve, straight rye from Indiana. Uh, one ten proof, hundred dollars a bottle out this month or October. So I guess by the time this comes out in a couple of days, uh, well then last month, uh, antique collection we've already talked about. Crap, I got goodness gracious, I gotta f- 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 scroll through so many of these. Uh, it looks like the rest of it's just scotch, except for Whistle Pig, the Boss Hog, uh, nine Siren Song, straight rye from Canada, non-age stated. Uh, 102.6 proof to 106.2 proof, $600 a bottle, limited availability out this month. This is um, the, the high roller release. Yeah, no kidding. Um, here's one that you can probably afford if you can find it. Bullet barrel strength, non-age stated, uh, anywhere from 120 to 125 proof, uh, 60 bucks a bottle. How, Should be out now, though. we already had that? Well, it's it's the newest batch. Oh, new batch. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's about it for the releases. Old Dominic's Tennessee Whiskey is out. I think they might have their bourbon out now, too. But uh, their Tennessee Whiskey is four years old, 85 proof and 35 bucks a bottle. Not bad. Comes out on the day that this episode drops. 12,000 nice. bottles only at the Old Dominic Distillery and at their website. So might have to... 
Oh, Dom. Snag a bottle of that. Um, the family. Few TTB labels that we'll we'll talk about. Uh, Fifteen stars, fine aged rye, six years old. Uh, one hundred five proof. A Clyde Mays cast strength reserve, nine year old, one thirteen proof. Uh, Nelson Brothers whiskey. What is this one actually? Uh, a black briar blend of straight bourbons finished in imperial stout casks. Don't mind that. Hmm. Uh, 15 stars, 13 year timeless reserve, fine aged bourbon, uh, 1400 bottles, it looks like, and 109 proof. And 15 stars, fine aged bourbon, platinum, a blend of straight bourbon whiskeys from America's first West. I don't know what that means. West. This marriage of fine age bourbons, 1815 and 10 years old, bottled in Kentucky, distilled in Kentucky, Indiana, and Tennessee. Oh, that sounds familiar. Is crafted to honor distilling excellence in America's first West. Oh, okay. So it's the, I get what it, I understand that now. Get it. Uh, here's the last one, but the most interesting one I would say out of all of these Bardstown Bourbon Company's Bourbon Pursuit. Blended Ooh, whiskey, one twenty-four proof, oh, in conjunction. Oh, I'm so happy about that. In uh, conjunction with our buddies over at Bourbon Pursuit, um, can't wait to find out what what this is all about. But I think I saw in some comments that it's um, um, Kentucky and Canada. Oh, okay. Seems like. Uh, <laughs> Seems like Bardstown Bourbon Company might have quite a bit of, I think, Canadian whiskey that they're trying to get rid of. Uh, all right, you want to do a review? Yeah, always. I need to get myself out of this funk. Funk. <laughs> I'm not usually in this headspace. Y'all know this if you listen to the show, but down, funk you up, down, down, funk you up. Spooky. What are we reviewing? I don't even know. We're reviewing the Michter's 10-Year Rye. That's the other sample that you have. Heck yeah. It's this year's single barrel. Uh, 10 years old. That was sad. And uh, there, just, wasn't, there wasn't even a 10-year bourbon this year, right? Uh, I don't think so. Was this the so. only 10-year product they put out? I, I think you might be right, but it, I could be. I could be wrong. Um, I'm not exactly sure what the MSRP is on this, but we paid what one sixty five. Yep. So, I mean, it, it's not. It's not cheap. I feel like it's usually one fifty to one seventy. Yeah, or something it, like that. I mean, I'm looking at the price from uh, the 2020 release, and that one was one sixty. So. Now. Now you, I'm gonna let you finish your song. I'm sorry, I just was talking. No, I was just... Now you had actually won this bottle at uh, the Total Wine America, uh, uh, whatever it is lottery. It was the um, well, it was the uh, sorry you're a loser. We've got some extra bottles. Do oh you yeah, want that's this? right. And I said sure. And uh, I actually wound up taking this to Chad and Sarah's meetup this past weekend as well uh, cracking it open because I figured it was appropriate to oh. bring to bring something special uh, and I came back with half a bottle that's a good sign <laughs> y'all <coughs> y'all some animals 
<laughs> Y'all some animals. Um, I have had this once before. Aside from having had it last night, Chad, let me try it on his uh, on that stream that I was on the don't don't test me, impress me stream on its bourbon night, uh, and also he gave us a little sample to try together. You know what? We got to put this to the test with. Yeah, here's my problem with that. You don't have any. I finished my media sample and I haven't gotten a bottle of it yet. And he's talking about the Pursuit United Rye. So I'll have to sample. If I have if I have time uh, between now and when we're recording and when the episode comes out, which is essentially like two days from now, uh, I will pick up a bottle and I will make sure to review it or compare the two. if I can, and if all the all the stars align and whatnot, I will put it in right here. And if not, you just saw me do a weird hand motion <laughs> on the video version. Ah, <laughs> uh, this Mictors, dude, it's spectacular. Uh, it's it's an incredible nose. This this already is a gold in nose in the make you say ah uh, category. Mm. Na, 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 na. So the the first um, <sighs> nobody cares about this, but I'm going to tell you anyway because uh, but the the first song on the album that I put out in 2014 um, was called "Make Me Want to Say," and our bass player at the time, every time that I was like, "All right, let's you know, let's practice," make me want to say, he go, uh. he go, uh. And I didn't know what that song was before he. You're like, what the hell? He brought it up to me. I was like, oh, I get it. I get it now. Made me say, uh, uh, na na na. We're just killing all kinds of '90s R&B. I know. Everybody's like, I'm so glad this. Um. (laughs) Hey, look. If anything deserved to die, it was a song by R. Kelly. Okay, it's true. Okay, Mike. (laughs) We'll, We'll read his hot take out later. I, I mean, uh, I already read it out on the pre We'll read it out again. Now, this smells like what you want a rye whiskey to smell like. This smells what you want a rye whiskey like to smell like, only it's not as Christmassy. It's like just getting to be fall. Like, yeah. I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to open this on Christmas morning because I've got more Christmassy ryes. This is the rye... That you're like, fall is here. Your pumpkins pump pumpkins are gone. It's rye whiskey time. I mean, I, I'm definitely drinking this at the or I will have had this at the Halloween party. Mm. So what's the proof on these? Ninety four? This is ninety two point eight, I believe. Gosh. Ninety two point eight. It it's got the rye spice on it that makes it seem a little bit higher proof. Yeah, but there is oh my gracious there's this caramel caramel whatever Werther's but it's like pepper it's like a Werther's original with like this like little pepper in it and not like ooh I just put pepper on Werther's, but like this, it's got a little kick to it. This little, yeah. it's a, it's a caramel kick. Oh, and it's so good. It's so good, man. The um, finish, the finish is candy. Oh, oh, man. 
I'm having to really get my nose down into glasses tonight because everything smells the same to me right now. Not that it doesn't have a smell. It just all smells <laughs> similar. Honestly, I think it's out here. <clears throat> Being out here in this garage more than anything. What you doing? I was uh, smelling of the pursuit. Yeah, I figured. What are you, what are you thinking? Um, <laughs> kind of like, just like I said, like the pursuit is a more punchy, like gingerbread spice, like bam, gingerbread's in your house, kicked you in the face. Um, Michter's is more like grandpa just pulled out, uh, Werther's original and I opened swear I it thought up. you were going to say grandpa just farted. Oh no. He just pulled it out there. The Werther's original bag. Yeah. And you get all this uh, caramel and spice. So, if I remember correctly, um, the pursuit. Still so good. Which one do you think? I mean, I I am I am trying to base my rating off of your feeling towards this because we have very similar feelings towards the pursuit the pursuit is just all the all the notes just hit you hard like in a good way it's like bam like this is raw this is this is ginger this is like peanut butter this is a holiday and the mictors is more of like hey we're going to ease you into this that's like, fair yeah like here's you a raw whiskey that should that lets you know that rye whiskey is good. You should have rye whiskey, but we're going to be gentle. The pursuit is like, like I said, it's just like, bam, right in your face. You like rye whiskey? Here you go, and you just everything's amplified. So, both are good. I'm, I'm still leaning towards the pursuit. Because I, I I would too. I really enjoy rye whiskey, so I love that punch in the face. I love that gingerbread note. But I'm not mad at all about us getting this Mictors. I think it it drinks higher than 92 proof. I think it almost drinks a little older than 10 years old. And I think it's a very special pour. Um, yeah. It's just mute. I don't know if it's the proof or what, um, but it's just calmer. It's just muted for a rye whiskey. And a lot of times when I want to drink a rye whiskey, I want to drink something that's going to hit me with all that rye spice. But the good thing about the Mictors is you ain't getting too many 10-year-old ryes around here. Yeah, but it is still $165 a bottle. It is. It is. That's my biggest issue with it. I think there are plenty of rice that are half the price or maybe just a little bit above that would beat this in a blonde. Yeah. I mean, I I think I would I'm I'm just pulling this out of my butt, but 
uh, Old Forester Rye, I would probably go for over this. Um, even still, I mean, the the inclination is that, and and this is from Fred Minnick. Sorry, Freddie Minnick, the, Freddy horror, Minnick. Mo- the horror movie icon. Um, <laughs> that this is Brown Foreman. Their bourbon and their rye is Brown Foreman. Um, or I could be misquoting him. I could be wrong. So. I will say... I love some brown Foreman rye. Yeah. Out of everything I've had. Yeah. So <sighs> it's so hard. Like if it's this, right in line with it for sure. If this was $75. Oh, I'd be all over it. Fuck. Even I'd if it were a hundred, I would be all over years, it. Yeah. It's just a little bit overpriced. One, one ten, one twenty five. It, it's just once it, it crosses that $150 threshold. Right. That's when I start going. I don't know about this. And it doesn't taste like a hundred and sixty dollar whiskey. No. It's so good on the nose. I love the nose. It's just calm. Uh but the palate is just it's just muted. It's just me personally, I just want that kick of rye. I want to be karate kicked right in the nostrils. And then I want my tongue to be freaking freaking just cut in half by a freaking fist fist of fury of Ra and this is just this is just giving me a little pat this is like a little angel this is like a little angel just dancing on yeah. my taste bud just dancing around making sure I'm having a good time well should we do nose, nose palette finish and price I think we should I'm giving the nose a 3.5 I'm giving the nose a 4 it's easily my favorite part of this whole thing it's a great yeah. nose for what it is, I can't deny the fact that this nose is great. Palette for me, I think, is definitely slightly less. Three. Mm-hmm. Not the worst part of what's going on here, but enjoyable, yeah. nonetheless. I gave it a three, too. Um, yeah. I think it's just it's just a good palette. Like, it's just kind of in the middle. Nothing, nothing crazy. The... Kind of just continues on with that um, caramel and um, little spice. Um, so, yeah, three. Yeah. I think the finish is easily the worst part mm. of it. And it's not that it's like, not that it tastes bad or anything. It's just so short. And there's not a whole lot going on with it. Uh, two on the finish for me. I gave it a 2.5. I mean, it's. It, You're being a little it, more generous than I am, I think. Yeah. I, I, I mean,. It, it kind of just goes like I kind of see it in my head as like a little hill like a downward spiral it's like, yeah I feel the same way it's like nose and then palette and then finish and then price like, yeah well I'll be honest with you though um, <clears throat> I, I come around a little bit more on the price I think than you do and and part of it is because I mean this is a limited release yeah you know so I mean there is still a collectability to it especially if you have spent the time and and the money in past years to pick as many of these single barrels up as you can. Um, but even still, uh, it's not, it's not like blowing me away. Uh, at that, at that price. Um, yeah, I think I would still rather have the pursuit. I know I would rather have the pursuit United. I know I would rather have, uh, the old Forrester Rye, but even still, taking all that into consideration, uh, for a collectible bottle, 
one that actually lives up, I think, to most of the hype with it. Uh, I give the price a three. Uh, I gave it a 2.5. Yeah. I um, mean, we're still not too far off from each other. Yeah. I mean, I think the price, I mean, it's not bad. I think the price is justifiable because it is like a pretty much one year a release or something like that or twice yeah. a year or whatever they do. Um, I just think when you drink it, or at least when I drink it, it kind of, it leans more around that 75 to a hundred, uh, dollar mark, which I would be happy with. So, I mean, 2.5, I think it could be better, but, uh, I gave it a 12. Yeah. I think that's what I, I came out to. Wait, there's no way that that's true. Hold on. No, yeah, I gave it a twelve as well. How did that happen? Um, well, you you went up on the three point five. You went up on the price, and I went lower. Three point five, three. Oh wait, no, I was eleven point five. Sorry, eleven point five. Okay, yeah. So there you go. Math, math hard. Math no easy. Um, before we get into tips and bits, do you have any high proof hot takes this week? It's Put a leash a, on your kids at, D- at Disney. Oh my gosh, um, high proof hot take. Um, oh shoot! You know what I forgot to do? I forgot to do our uh, thing. Um, I forgot to show. Th- oh, no, crap. that's Buffalo Sorry. Traces. Whoa! That said the word stinky. That said the stinky award. Michter's Rye Ten Year. What does it get? Michter's Ten Rye. You are getting. You're the best. You're the best. Look at that. You're the best, man. You're the best. Uh, that was uh, something that we started last week. So uh, yeah. if you missed out on that and why this is happening, uh, go check out the fifth five-year anniversary episode. But yeah, Victor's yeah. 10-year ray. Sorry, what were you talking about? <laughs> this pursuit is good. Oh, it's fantastic. Still good. Um, high-proof hot take. Um, uh, let's see, Disney, I just came back from Disney, um, yes, Disney is expensive, we all know it's expensive, um, but in the end, Disney is not there t- to make sure every single person in the park has the most magical time in the world, so don't complain if you go to Disney and you have to wait in line a little longer, or the prices went up or something like that because you knew That's what a, you were getting of, into. A lot of that is on you. That being said, though... Um, who was their their new CEO? Bob Chapek, I think is his name. Um, yeah, because he took over from Bob Iger. Um, he has not done a great job of running Disney Studios or Disney LLC. Uh, and he was the one that... Because it came out this week, too, that he said that adults don't like watching oh, yeah, I saw that. That animated film. I mean, he's just... Yeah, he's getting uh, he's, he's a clown. So, yeah, I... And and it was his fault that the prices were raised. Yeah. at Disney parks too. So, um, but um, I just that hear part a lot of it of, is not our fault, right? But a lot of that, like, oh, you anticipate everybody else to make that time magical and special for you. That's yeah. not how it works. No. I mean, part no. of it, yes, but for the most part, I mean, it, it's only as enjoyable as you're going to make it, right? You know, if you have I to mean, we, wait a little longer or something, you don't have to take it out on the workers. Like I, I saw, no, it with never my own take eyes. it out on another person. I've heard it. Oh, how, I mean, how dare somebody do that? Yeah, Disney. I'm yeah. on a, I'm on a, I'm on a hot streak today, man. I'll, I'll I'm call you out. I'll you, tell you. There's people. Yeah, people. I mean, for no reason, just because they have to wait a little longer or something like that. Like people are just 
I think when people who have never been, they think that it's just going to be this magical experience that's catered to them and everything's going to work out. You have to plan just your doesn't trip. Work like that. You have to make sure you get reservations. You have to do this and that. You have to make it special yourself. It's not just going to automatically be special. I have worked, me and April have worked at making Disney trips special, and we still have trouble doing it sometimes. It's just a thing. It's just you got to make it special yourself. And that's just my hot take. You're not going to just book a trip to Disney and it just be the most magical time in the ever unless you make it that way. It's not anybody's fault but yourself if it's not uh, a good experience most of the time. So that's my hot take. Plan your trip. Ask. Ask me. If you're listening right now, ask me. I will, I will help you plan a full trip. I love planning trips to Disney. But don't get down there and not realize how things work and all that and then get mad at the people that are just working. So don't be a dick when you go to Disney. There you go. I needed I needed something to either calm me down or <laughs> get me fired up. Uh, so I poured some hazmat obtainium from elixir. Oh, shit. Yeah. I don't know if I have any. Oh, God. I was like, the only hazmat thing I have right now. Kings County? Fuck, you're going to make me do it. Should do it. Uh, I mean, you do do have that that apple brandy. I would have to get a torch. That's true. To open that. I'll get a little bit of Kings County. You You know what's crazy, though, is that, and I have never seen this before on another hazmat label, They've got a little flammable sign <laughs> on the side of the label there. How funny is that? It's pretty badass, honestly. Yeah, no, it's incredible. I want that tattooed on like your my ass. butt cheek. Yeah. <laughs> flammable. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, I don't have any high proof hot takes this week. Do you want to read the ones that we got sent? Uh one of them's super long and yeah, I feel I like that. deserves it it deserves its own conversation or, or episode or whatnot but uh we did have one from our buddy mike green uh <laughs> as well which said uh hide proof hot take if r kelly didn't already kill remix to ignition then perry and eric definitely did an episode 252 hey now buddy we take pride in our singing you know what I- i'm gonna go ahead and read michael's as well because uh, it's still bourbon related uh high proof hot take from michael sullivan master distillers are a red herring and we should stop fixating on them. Hear me out. Distilling is more science than art. While having a competent distilling team is essential to avoid wasting inputs or producing contaminated outputs, having a genius distiller is of questionable value. We should pay much more attention to whomever is curating the single barrel program at each distillery and whoever has veto power on the blending team for matching barrels. And yet we hardly ever learn who these people are. And there's a corollary hot take here involving cooperages, which we all admit are responsible for 50 to 70 percent of the taste of a bourbon. And yet most of us, other than Brown Foreman fans, cannot name the cooperage behind our favorite expressions. Yeah, no, I, I, I do think that the the master distiller is in a place now that uh, their their role gets uh, far, far, far too uh, inflated. Uh, or, you know, is, is there's too much weight put on 
what it is that they do. Uh, but what if you're um, Eddie Russell? See, I think in and in he instances, does it all, though, doesn't he? And 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 to be honest, like between people like Eddie and Harlan Wheatley, um, I think those are probably the two examples of master distillers that actually are. <laughs> A more hands-on versus those that we just kind of associate with the brand as, right. you know, a figurehead or whatever. Um, but anyway, Michael, I really, I really like that hot take. That was a good one. I think sure. they're all just a big team, and if I say I like the whiskey, then that means I like all of you. There you go. Yeah. I'm about, I'm about to chug some of this 26 year. Hazmat Canadian whiskey from oh, I haven't had Obtanium. So long. Oh. Kings County. Oh, that mouthfeel is so nice. 150.8 proof. Eight years old. Mm. Mm. Oh, that's so nice. Do we want to talk about well, first of all, Sorry, have you that. have you gotten your notes yet from uh, yes, yes. from I'm, whiskey? Okay, I have cool. Morgue minute. Good deal. Uh, well, oh, you know what we we keep forgetting to do? What? Asking you if you have any uh, one ounces of news. Oh, one ounce of news. Um, oh, there is a new stuffed uh, Reese cup. There is. It's coming out, and it's going to have Reese puffs inside of it so weird fucking Reese but I'm down for it I will pair that as soon as I can find some I can't wait so that's your one ounce um, of news also we're working on getting uh, our buddy dad bod snacks on the on yeah. the show before too long as well um yeah let's let's talk about the the homework two weeks in the making yeah First, you all a double, had plenty a double of time feature. to get yeah get caught up here a double feature for the end of Season. Oh, we did a double. I gave it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna edit my own. My own in. Heck yes. I'm gonna give it to myself. I've never done one before. Yeah, but you had to. This is like. The, I had to. This is like the sequel to our spooky. So now I got two killers. There we go. Yeah. So uh, we did the double feature of the strangers and the strangers pray at night. The latter of which. I uh, the 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 dollface killer I uh, actually was played by my sister-in-law Emma Bellamy my wife's sister I uh, and we'll get we'll get to pray at night in a second but let's the talk about first the the live Tyler vehicle Liv the Tyler. strangers um you were saying earlier that you felt differently about this movie than did. you did the first time that you watched it. What did you feel on second viewing? Second viewing, I actually liked it a little better only because I appreciated the sound and anticipation sure. in this yeah. because The Strangers Part 1 is a very low body count horror movie. It's, well, truth be told, so is, so is Prey at Night. Uh I think it has like double almost the body count. But even still, I mean, it's not really that many people. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying, though. Like, there's really, I'm not even like, okay, so strangers, you have one kill 
until the main end. Supposedly. Oh yeah, that's true. There's just one, and there's like three or four in the other one. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, like, that's it's a good not, point. That's either a good one, point. neither one of them are big. I'm just saying, as a person who enjoys a very like chase all the kids down the token, the trope, yeah. and all this. It, yeah. Strange, it's tense. Yeah. The yeah. first time watching this, I think I was more. I enjoyed it. Um. Because I kept thinking more was going to happen. I was like, oh, they're leading me on, they're leading me on, and like nobody dies and stuff like that. This time around, I appreciated all the things that I didn't notice before. The sound and the, uh, you know, like I'd say, and like, you you know, getting focused on something and then you hear the knock or something like that. I think Strangers, the first Strangers, is a very scary movie for the PG-13 crowd. If that makes sense. Yeah. You, I think this could easily be a PG-13 movie. And it's scare, actually scare, like, 12 to 15-year-olds. Well, that was that was how old um, Lucy was when she first saw it. Okay. I think she was, she was in that age range. Uh, and then, of course, you know, 10 years later. Right. No, nah, more, more than that, her, her sister wound up yeah, there was a big sequel. gap in between. Um, but yeah, I mean, I you know, this is further proof that you know I don't really have that that added layer of like I never I never watched horror movies when I was younger, and so I don't have that association, right? Um, because I, and and I mean, like there are still jump scares. There are still things throughout. Um, I mean, truly both of these movies that, that just kind of make you uneasy. And like, as, as I, I think my reaction now is less like jumping out of my seat and it's more like, yeah. here it comes, here we go. Like, right. yeah, it's the anticipation, the anticipation of it all. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and I, I, I mean, I think that overall, the original strangers is a better movie. I don't, I don't think that that's anything that we have to like fight over or contend over, you know, but I still, I still enjoy watching the second one. I think it is still so tense. I think that there is a, a a better, I think the gore is better too. Uh, Yeah. I got it. I got some thoughts. Yeah. It's, it's just a, a more, it's more energetic, mm-hmm. I think, which I you know lends itself probably more to a um, a more modern horror movie going right. audience. But it is still like I I, I don't know I, I still think it's accessible. Yeah. I think that the there are plot points that are weak. It's not that accessible the, because it was hard for me to find it to rewatch it. Oh yeah, that's true. I had to but, rent it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind renting movies i don't anymore. mind getting stuff for free though even though i'm paying because well, i'm paying for all the well, other stuff i mean i know i know but like what's the difference between renting a movie like that and going to blockbuster and picking that movie out there's no blockbuster around it's the experience of going in the Can movie you- the movie store and going through the boxes and looking at the posters i don't get that i just say rent and it's over okay well. um <laughs> Rolling back a little bit, <laughs> to spoilers for strangers. 
Because I, th- I feel like we we get it, we start talking about it, and we forget to like say what the movie's actually about. But Strangers is about three masked killers that just terrorize people. What? <laughs> get out of here with that. No, you're right. You're the best. That's right. There we go. Kiff. I don't know who Eric is. I'm the Whiskey Mutant right now. I'm all hopped up on hazmat. But The Strangers is about a group of these three people that wear different masks. One is a man with the, the bag on his head. Um, you got uh, the pinup girl uh, mask mm-hmm. and you got doll face mask. And they terrorize these people. And you have no idea why they're terrorizing these people. You don't find out in the movie why they're terrorizing people. They just pick them. In, in, either, in either of them. And then moving and on and to the are, second. Yeah. Yeah. And there are, there are lines in both of them that kind of indicate like what their motives are. Uh, and basically, without really kind of spoiling the moments, because I do think that those moments work so, so well, especially if you don't anticipate the, the, the like reveal coming. Um, essentially, it's because they're just psychopaths. Yeah. They're just crazy. <laughs> they're, just, they're just insane people. Yeah. But, um, but two, I actually like two better. Do you really? Because. You said it already because it is more like it's like somebody took the same killers but said we're going to turn you into a um, a sl- we're going to turn this into an actual slasher movie yeah. and we're going to make you kind of like Jason or Michael Myers or whatever like the later Michael Myers is not the first one yeah yeah um, because you get more kills you get their whatever's happened in between the the last family and this one they've decided to just turn their kill uh their rage up to about 10 i mean there's just craziness happening yeah. like they're killing all these people um so i think i think one is good for the suspense two is good cuz they just said fuck it we're going to make a slasher we're going to make a slasher that's totally yeah. fair and Emma's and, just and, and I'm, stabbing I'm not people saying, like all over the place. Like I'm not saying that I don't enjoy no, two more than saying. I do one because I I I and and this goes back even to like the first time that I watched it. Um, I I have more fun and I enjoy more of Pray at Night than I do the the original. And and uh, you know yeah, I think it is a, a lot of it has to do with the fact that. There's just more happening. There's more going on yeah. <laughs> with it. And there's just something about a scary movie when you put teenagers in it that just makes it better. And that's the slasher. Yeah. That's the slasher trope too. The teenagers in there. The you know, uh, the first one you just have this this older couple who are kind of in this weird spot in their life and all this stuff. This one you throw some teenagers in there. You so you throw some more blood in there, and you got me. Is it a better movie, like you said? No. Like, the production and, like, I think the suspense and the sound and everything in The First Strangers is much better. It's it's more, it's a movie that a wider audience would be able to watch. Pray It Not you, is one that, like, the guy who likes slasher movies and, like, Jason is going to like. As opposed to people who are like, I don't like slasher movies. Like, they're the same thing, all this and that. So I think that's the difference. Maybe I like it a little more because of that. I do appreciate the first one for being more of a well-rounded movie. So there there are two scenes in Pray at Night that I think 
kind of help elevate my my enjoyment of it or and and maybe kind of make me feel like it would be the one that I would prefer to watch more over the first one and the the first one is um when dollface is chasing around um the the young girl yeah right through the trailer park and uh-huh. everything um that is so just creepy i mean just so ominous and Emma does such a good job of just being that slow moving, but oh, intimidating. They, got, they got transport powers in the second one. Like oh, they, they, they got slasher transport powers in the second yeah, one. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then the other one is the, uh, the the pool scene. Oh, yeah. Uh, where Man in the Mask is trying to kill Lewis Pullman uh, as he's wading through the water. And, and that, that scene is so beautifully shot and so incredibly well acted and and just just a fun moment in a in a horror movie i don't what's, mean fun what's the in song like, they got playing what uh i think we're alone now yeah i think we're alone. yeah <laughs> yeah no it, it's it and and i think that you know they they probably leaned a little bit too much into like the 80s nostalgia of it yeah. with, by playing all the, the you know the 80s soundtrack and everything but I, I I still just I don't know like even even on on first watching because I had again never seen the first one until uh, a, about like two or three weeks before Pray at Night came out, um, and I and I watched it and so I mean I was really fresh going into the second yeah. one, and I still felt like the second one was better at that point yeah. too. Like I enjoyed watching the second one more but i i mean overall it, it's paired together I, I i do think that there is a very stark difference between oh yeah how they how they were made the fact that it's not the same team it's not the same crew you know it's, the the actors are different and but at the same time i mean you know you can't kill off everybody in the first one and expect them to come back in the second one yeah <laughs> And the second, and the first, and the second, like, have no other than the killers. There's no thread that connects them. Yeah. There's nothing. You don't yeah. have to. You have never. It never tells you why. Basically, spoiler alert. At the end of the second one, they uh, Emma just says, or Dollface just says, "Why not?" Is that what she says? Why? Not? They're like, "Why?" Oh, why I didn't want. I didn't want to spoil. I didn't want to spoil that. But yeah, when I said spoiler, right, they cannot listen. Well, true. But right before Bailey kills her. Um, Bailey, I, Bailey's the name of the actor. I can't remember her name Is, in the movie. Did um, she kill her? Well, but maybe, <laughs> but, but she's, she's got her on the ground and she's, her mouth's all bloody and everything. And, uh, Bailey's got a gun and she's like, why are you doing this? And Emma looks up at her and mouth is just covered in blood. And she goes, yeah, she's, going, <laughs> she's like, why not? And Bailey just shoots her. It was like, that's the end of it. And like, I mean, like that moment doesn't exactly work a hundred percent for me. You yeah. know, like the 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 cause and effect doesn't really right. get shown as much as I this would like would for it to. This would be a good time for them to do a prequel that showed how they became who they are. Yeah, unless I agree. everybody just wants them to just be the killers with no motive, and that's just what happens. What they should do, 
They should either do the prequel and show what happened, or they should make another one and just go full-blown different genre. We've had like the suspenseful horror movie. We've had the slasher horror movie. And now we're just fucking going to get supernatural. Supernatural would be amazing. Just craziness. That'd be so fun. Oh, man. Um, I'll give a little bit of behind-the-scenes information on it, just coming from uh, (laughs) knowing Emma as well. Uh, everything was shot in Northern Kentucky, uh, right in the, the Covington area. Uh, and everything that you see at night was shot at night. Um, she, she spent, I mean, was basically working your shift, uh, shooting, shooting this movie, uh, for a long time. I mean, it was over the course of like a spring and summer in 2016, 2017, Uh, so it was, it was a process for her as well. Uh, I'm like 90% sure she never actually, I mean, aside from like kind of taking a picture and saying, Hey, to her, uh, never really got to meet Christina Hendricks. (laughs) That was a pretty, um, it's crazy. Pretty incongruous relationship. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, she does not appear on any of the posters either i that was a stand-in model for for her on all of the pray at night posters i i think i think that's that's her top top build uh gig on imdb as well uh but she also also fun fact she hates talking about this movie (laughs) i figured (laughs) because she 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 talked it to death uh when it first came out she had to see it so many times. The The weekend that it came out, they had a private uh, series of screenings at the uh, movie theater over by you all at Fayette Mall, mm-hmm. uh, where she met people and signed posters. And she came out before the movie started and gave a little spiel and everything. And uh, it was a really, really cool time uh, to see all that. But anyway... Uh, I, I don't know. It's it's cool to to be tangent, tangentially related to uh, a pretty uh, well known movie. I'll, okay, so the only other thing that I will say, um, this is not Emma's only horror starring role. Oh yeah, plug it. There is a movie, a short film that is either out to the public around this time or is just uh, screening to. Uh, movie festivals, horror movie festivals called Mamu. And it was a, a monster movie, a monster short film that was filmed actually in my house uh, right. over July 4th weekend last year, 2021. Uh, it is receiving some wonderful praise. Yeah. Uh, Mamu's right there these... behind you. Oh. Did you check the baby monitor? I don't have it. Oh, well. um, <clears throat> but I, Eric is like the only other person that I've shared it with too, yeah. but I, I had to, uh, it's, it's so much fun. Uh, and I did all of the like sound design, uh, on it. I was there for every second of footage that was shot. That's pretty cool. Uh, there's also an, uh, an alternate opening that was not seen. Uh, in the final cut that I was a part of. Oh. So, 
I could oh, I could start my own IMDb page and go. just have it say uncredited and unseen role in Mamu short go. film. But uh, yeah, it's awesome, man. Anyway, what are what are the what's the morgue minute? The morgue minute rounding out spooky season. Our very own mortician. Mike Whiskey Mork from Canada, who I could not find in the Canadian Pavilion this past weekend. Um, <laughs> uh, Whiskey Mork himself on Instagram says, The Strangers Part 1 is one of my favorite movies. No motive or reason, just a home invasion nightmare. It is invasive and creepy how they toy with the couple, entering and leaving the house as they please. The kitchen scene where she is hacking a uh, a dart and the man in the mask is just standing in the background still gives me goosebumps. I didn't think Preak Knight was going to live up to the first, but ended up really enjoying that one too. The car scene with the father was one of my favorites of all time. It's a great scene, yeah. man. So many, so many memorable scenes. The car scene, see my screenshot about that. Hold on, I'll show you that. He had a, he actually had a conversation with Damien Mafu. Mafay. Mafay. Yeah. Yeah. He played the man in the mask. Uh, the pool scene is epic. The lighting soundtrack all play into it to make it fun, but still scary. Just like Perry said. Um, um, I could be a film critic. I know what I'm talking about. Uh, Damien said, told uh, Mike that uh, the scene that they were just talking about, the one with the car, uh, that scene was pretty much my whole reason for doing the movie. So, Wow. Yeah. So there you go, Whiskey Morg we, on Instagram. We should uh, we should try to get Damien on the podcast because I'm pretty sure he's a bourbon guy, yeah, or at least tangen- tangentially. Why can't I say that word tonight? I don't even know. What uh, that must means. be the hazmat um, in relation to, or like uh, uh, in in doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, it'd be fun to have have him on. Talk about that. Um, so that that was spooky season. It was a fun spooky season. I watched a it bunch was. of movies I had never seen before this year. Good, uh, and I'm going to continue to do that as as much as I can, as much as like the the spirit of everything allows me to. Yeah, because <laughs> it does seem like November first. It's like uh, maybe I'll just go back to watching my normal stuff. <laughs> Thanks, killing. Oh, Kill, there we go. Killer turkey. Yeah. Maybe I can watch uh, the Christmas horror movies, too. Nightmare Before Christmas. No, not we. We just watched that. Jack Frost. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I'll I'll start tips and bits off by saying, um, and I will keep it bourbon related. Actually. Uh, <sighs> It's been a mini moon since this has happened, but uh, I think it fits with the time of year and it fits with what people are kind of trying to get into. But if you have never, if you have, yes, okay, kill yourself a turkey and pour bourbon down its gullet. Yeah. Um, (laughs) If you have never tried just apple cider and bourbon, Mm. you are missing out severely. And also, if you can find apple cider donuts oh yes baby now you're talking my language pair the heck out of that oh yeah eat oh, one yeah. while you're drinking one yeah Mm-mm. 
It's easy. It's an easy tips and bits. Easy. Uh, <laughs> I I don't really have a whole lot this week. Um, it's been a it's been an exhausting, stressful week for me. Um, so. I'm just going to agree with you. Apple cider donuts to start the the November season. Heck yeah! Pair them up. Watch some family movies, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, go watch uh, Christmas with the Cranks. <laughs> uh, let me make sure. I don't. I don't think I have anything. Written. I got some stuff. No. I'm gonna. Okay, go for it. No, 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 no. I'm not ready for it yet. I got. I gotta finish some some stuff up, and then I'll talk oh, about okay. it next week. Yeah. Um. I mean, we have two Star Wars shows that we haven't mm. talked about. One of which I haven't even. I, and I probably won't start until spooky season is over um, with Lucy. Do we finish up? Talk- we didn't finish talking up about uh, finish up talking about She-Hulk, did we? No, nope. because we were kind of putting it off. Right. Um, maybe we should put it off another week. This is already kind kind of gone a little bit long. Yeah. We did so, Werewolf by Night. We did do Werewolf by Night. Yeah. Man, I, I'm gonna go back and watch it tomorrow. I, too, I, I think as well. So. Is that it? Are we go, done? Time to go trick-or-treating now. Time to go sleeping. Trick-or-treating. In your Happy, Hall- in Happy your Halloween, sleeping. everybody. Happy Halloween. Eat some fucking candy. Drink some whiskey. Pair it all up into all a good pairing. Well, I don't know. I need I need like a like a uh, a Santa Claus like Happy saying. pairing to all into all a good pairing? Something like that. But it's yeah. Halloween. Like. Check your candy for spooky, computers spooky. and razor blades. <laughs> make sure your kids aren't eating drugs and make sure you are. Who Who is giving up? I ain't getting into it. Somebody really giving away drugs just to kids? No, of course, no, of course they're not. Of course they're not. Every year those, those stupid fake news articles get around. It's people, so, people it's like so their drugs too much to give them away to kids. Now, come on. <laughs> What do they have to benefit from handing out drugs in candy bowls? And then they, is it a prank? You know what I mean? Like, are they just trying to prank parents? Prank you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Prank you. Prank you. Prank you. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, thanks for listening or watching this week's episode. Eric, bring us home so that people can get out of here. And they know how to support us. Uh, I am the keeper of the mutant. No, that's, that, that would take too long for me. To oh, that guy's do. that guy's back. Yeah, that our would old, take too our long. Our old weird butler. Uh, butler, get out. We've of been here. we've been meaning to send him to the farm for a yeah. little while. So I mean, maybe next it, week he'll it would, we'll have a ceremony. It would be going way too long. Um, so if you want your own butler, go over to Patreon.com where you can support the show for as little as a dollar a month. And at five dollars, you get all the uncut stuff. The I'm the only episodes. one in charge of the pa- of the Patreon. Do you mean that I'm going to become somebody's butler? There's always a tear. Money talks. <laughs> <laughs> um, sports the create your own tier <laughs> level where Perry becomes your butler. Yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> if if it paid all your bills and became your full time job, and you had extra money, that I mean, that could do it, right? I mean, we we are not talking. Nickel and diamond here. No, I mean, we're, I'm talking we're talking like, some serious, yeah, serious pesos. You know, PTO days and vacation pay and overtime and oh, holiday yeah, pay. 
paid paid time off yeah. and sick leave and mm-hmm. paternity pr- parental leave. Yeah, I mean yeah. all of insurance. the all the things insurance. Um, yeah, all that. So if um, basically if you want to be my sugar daddy, <laughs> yeah, um, there could be a tier for that. Send Perry a message if you want to get in on that. Otherwise, pay five dollars and you can get all the bonus stuff, the uncut episodes. You can listen to stuff early. You can go back and listen to all the pours from the floor, all the sips and snacks, and all the other stuff we get out. Um, we don't do sips and snacks over there. I mean, um, sampling irresistible. Sampling irresistible. You get sips and snacks if you just listen to that. So hit subscribe. Um, if you want to send us an email, uh, send an email to this is my bourbon shop at gmail.com. Um, just want to send a comment or a suggestion, anything like that, you can shoot an email over there. If you want to get some merch, it's bourbonshop.threadless.com. New designs. I'm going to have even more new designs up there soon. So uh, if you have never bought a shirt from us, now is the time to do it. It's not just shirts. It's phone cases. It's bags. Skateboards. It's shower curtains. It's skateboards. Condoms. It's face masks, which is the condom of breathing. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, You could get a towel and you could wrap Timbip around your business after showering. Yeah. A shirt is basically a condom for your chest. Um, if you want to get some whiskey, beauty I don't merch, think that's how the. I don't think that's how mine work. Don't worry about it. Um, what? Uh, you can go to whiskeymutant.myshopify.com. I really want to get rid of what I've got so I can get some new stuff going on there. So go buy some stuff. Um, I'll put out a um, a code. I'll put a code out. Twenty five percent off. Perry, tell them the code. Just make it up. I'll it's going to be WM25. And you know what? That code's going to apply at bourbonshop.threadless.com uh, all the way through Black Friday. There we go. WM25. You got it. Um, yeah, get some merch. Uh, if you want to leave a voicemail on the Barrel Ring segment, which if you are listening, you saw a new episode pop up. It's a short history of Tim Bip, and it was all through the Barrel Rings. They got their own episode. Todd Cooper got his own episode because he Thanks, called Todd. the Barrel Rings. Thanks, Todd. So if you want to get your... Uh, you probably won't Have get you listened through that, by the way? Yes. I listened to it on the plane. <laughs> it's pretty good. The, en- the ending was my favorite yeah, part. Yeah, I love the ending. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you want to hear your voice on the podcast, leave a barrel ring at 859-428-8253. Then on all social media at My Bourbon Pod, um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, you can join the Facebook group. This is My Bourbon Podcast Facebook group. Uh, if you want to follow Perry, it's prader1792 on Instagram. Um, if you want to follow me at Whiskey Mutant on Instagram, um, TikTok, <clears throat> and what else I got? I got a Twitter. I don't really do anything with it. Yeah. I, I, got I one. used to say, too, if you wanted to reach the show, you could use the hashtag MyBourbonPod. I haven't checked that hashtag in a long time. So, mm. hashtag us. Let's see if let's see if anything's come through on that. Uh, Check it out. On that hashtag. While Perry's looking at that, you can go to YouTube where you can follow the show. This is My Bourbon Podcast. And you can watch this episode on YouTube. And then Perry goes live every Thursday night at 8. Um, and then leave us a review. One star, two star, three star, four star, five star. We don't care. We'll read it out. And then just uh, tell everybody about the show. Last tag on Twitter for hashtag my bourbon pod was from this is my bourbon podcast on April 10th of 2021. Oh, you tagged yourself. Even then, uh, there's only been three tweets. What about Instagram? <laughs> oh, 
don't know. It's a very good question. Give me a second. Give me oh. a second. Let's search it up. Bum, bum, bum. Bare necessities. That's so cool. Um... Uh, two weeks ago from Tony Bag of Donuts. <gasps> he said, we, I, need more of these. And it was in reference to the Perry's Punch and the uh, My Daily Sherbert. Okay. Well, there are some of those left, I believe. No maple, though. No. Man. Not a lot of, not a lot of those. Let's get them hashtags going. But there's been there's been a few. It's okay. But anyway. I uh, that's it for this week. Thank you guys so much for subscribing, for liking, for watching, for listening, for sharing with your friends. Uh next week. I don't know what's happening next week. Eric and I are gonna be back together for sure though. I don't know where he went. Did he take his headphones off? Oh, I know what he's doing. I mean, I'm sorry. I'd, I've been my old co-host has left, and now we're we've got the return of the the other guy. Here he is. It's Marzipan, bitch. <laughs> it's Freddie Minnick. He's back to say bye to everybody for one last time on Spooky Season. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Until then, I'm Perry. I'm Eric. Inside of Freddy Minnick. It's <laughs> gross. And this is my favorite podcast.